The Bible Study Podcast, episode 673. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 28. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As we continue on this story here, we're still in the story of Jacob and Esau, and we'll get into the story of Jacob and his family next week and his wives and children. But what we have to remember here is that Jacob has just cheated his brother out of his blessing. Now, his brother also thinks he got cheated out of his birthright, although he really just sold his birthright to his brother because he was too hungry to make something to eat, and so he sold his birthright. So that one I'm going to blame on Esau, but he definitely got cheated by his brother out of the blessing. And so his mother wants to send him off to go get a wife back to her family and to get him away from his brother so that his brother doesn't kill him because his brother plans to kill him as soon as their father dies. Chapter 28, so Isaac called for Jacob and blessed him. Then he commanded him, do not marry a Canaanite woman. Go at once to Padan Aram, to the house of your mother's father, Bethuel. Take a wife for yourself there from among the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and increase your numbers until you become a community of peoples. May give you and your descendants the blessing given to Abraham so that you may take possession of the land where you now reside as a foreigner, the land God gave to Abraham. Then Isaac sent Jacob on his way, and he went to Padan Aram, to Laban, the son of Bethuel, the Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, who was the mother of Jacob and Esau. Now Esau learned that Isaac had blessed Jacob and had sent him to Badan Aram to take a wife there, and that when he blessed him, he commanded him, do not marry a Canaanite woman, and that Jacob had obeyed his father and mother and had gone to Badan Aram. Esau then realized how displeasing the Canaanite women were to his father Isaac. So he went to Ishmael and married Mahaloth, the sister of Nebaioth, and daughter of Ishmael, son of Abraham, in addition to the wives he already had. And so Jacob gets sent off to avoid the bloodshed that is going to happen if he doesn't leave his brother. And the ruse that his mother has is, I'm going to send you away to find a wife, which I think she really does want him to do. And she doesn't have any patience with these Canaanite women. And of course, Esau then gets the message, oh, I've married a Canaanite woman. Mom doesn't like her, doesn't like them. I think there's multiple ones. And so he goes and marries someone else. He's still married to the Canaanite woman, but now he's also married to someone who is a, a cousin, basically, who is a descendant of Abraham's firstborn, Ishmael. I don't know if that fixes the problem or not, but maybe things will be a little happier with mom. I don't know. But then we follow Jacob. And we're going to follow Jacob for a while, and we're not going to get back to Esau for years. Jacob's dream at Bethel. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. 
and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep. He thought, surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household, then the Lord will be my God and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house and all that you give me I will give you a tenth. And so Jacob has a dream, and of course this has become a well-known song, and no, it's not Stairway to Heaven, it's I Am Climbing Jacob's Ladder. And the interesting thing about this dream is this is the point at which the God of Abraham and Isaac becomes the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob basically at this point claims or is claimed by, is probably even more accurate, the God of his father and grandfather. Remember that when he asked for the blessing, acting in the role of Esau, he talked about Isaac's God, not our God. And so this is a very interesting point here. And Bethel, the name that he uses, is the house of God. Bethel, the house of God. Now, I love that because I happen to go to a church named Bethel, and that has become common to name churches that, the house of God. It seems like a great idea that God dwells here. Well, I want to challenge Jacob a little bit, and I don't want to pick on Jacob because his faith is very new at this point, right? And we will learn more. I hope he will learn more in terms of his faith. He doesn't have a whole lot of Bible to read. For instance, he just has the stories that his father and grandfather told him. But when he wakes up after having this dream, what he says is, this must be a special place. And I understand why he thinks that. But I'm going to challenge that perhaps there's nothing special about that place or any place. Perhaps it is a special God. And I wonder when he says, surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. I wonder how often that is true for us. That God is in it in a particular place, in our homes, in our churches, in our schools, in our workplaces, in our communities, in ways that he is working that we don't notice, in ways that he is working that we don't pay attention to. Because I think God is 
in our homes, in our schools, in our workplaces, in our churches, hopefully, uh, all sorts of places where we don't expect to find him. I can tell you for certain, for instance, having done prison ministry for more than 15 years, that God is in our prisons. And that isn't the first place you would expect to find God. I've told you the story before about one of the kids in the juvenile hall who was in his room and was touched by God and told to go to Bible study. And I saw that God changed him over time. And he didn't. I learned that story till much later. But it's one of those stories that reminds me that God is in places where he calls his people to be. And God is working whether or not we're aware of it. And so Jacob decides to build an altar in this special place. But I don't know whether the place is special, whether God is special and God is everywhere. Maybe there are special places, or maybe there are places that are special to us. But he has found what he believes is the house of God, the gateway to heaven. But I would ask that maybe perhaps this week you could try and make your house the house of God. Our house is the house of God and a gateway to heaven, a gateway where God's work is done and God's grace is abundant. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.